Well, J-Cal, it's Friday. Let's get into the Friday hot tag. But before we get into our topic, a little bit of breaking news. I and mean, you and I haven't talked about this, uh, but it was just made public that Eddie Kingston has signed with AEW, All Elite Wrestling. Had you seen that? It literally, like, in the last hour has come out. We just posted it at alliance-wrestling.com. Um, I'm not going to say that I thought it was going to happen because I honestly, selfishly, would have loved Eddie Kingston to be the man to challenge Nick Aldis when the NWA comes back. But for the man, Eddie Kingston, I mean, this is the first time that he's been signed by a major wrestling promotion in his almost 18 years of ring, uh, ring time. And yeah. the guy is like, you know, the NWA is so hell-bent on this authenticity, and I do not believe there's anyone more authentic than Nick, uh, excuse me, I almost said Nick Aldis, than Eddie Kingston. Nick Aldis is a quick number two, but uh, Eddie Kingston is the guy. So to see him get signed, super happy for him, super happy for his family, his fans, his friends, uh, and I can't wait to see what's next for the Mad King in AEW. Selfishly, I'm a little disappointed we'll never get that matchup. Yeah, me too, man. And, it, and it's this, you know, as you get older, you start to, to see things with a little more perspective and a little more reason and logic. And I mean, there's no one more deserving uh, of a spot on weekly national television than Eddie Kingston. At the same time, my gosh, the, the, the depth and the character that he added to the NWA roster and NWA power and just, you know, all of that to 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 think about the fact that we're not going to have that it does deeply sadden me. But at the same time, man, what what a great guy! I mean, he was on, uh, on Piper's Notes last right. week, uh, and just watching that interview and seeing him interact with with Rob and with Piper, he's just <laughs> a good, he's a good guy, man. You know, yeah. and he's a real he's a real guy. And uh, so again, no one's more deserving than him. I mean, there was, you know, when I saw the graphic with his picture saying he's all elite, I mean, there was, there, I was beaming with pride a little bit, you know, it's almost like uh, the same way with when it happened with Ricky was just that, you know, knowing that um, we're accomplishing our purpose. I think we had this conversation about Ricky Starks at one point saying that, you know, the fact that he has moved on, and was signed by AEW shows that the NWA is accomplishing their purpose. They're taking guys, giving them a platform, letting them get themselves over, and then they're going and taking that momentum into a, a bigger stage. You know, sad for us, but happy for them. And I mean, they'll always be part of the hashtag NWA fam, and we'll always support them. And um, so, best wishes to Eddie Kingston and uh, Ricky Starks, as we just the, mentioned. He's, the he's last, too. the last caveat I want to add to that is. It just shows you what the NWA is doing right, that the people that they have recruited to be a part of this thing, to part of this power, right, are so talented that other companies want them. And, look, Eddie Kingston's great, but by no stretch of the imagination was he the NWA. And there will be more talent that will, you know, will, will rise to the top, you know, the the – the, the top talent always rises to the top. The cream always rises to the top. So we'll see it. Not today, of, of course, but we'll see it. So, again, to echo what you just said, congratulations to uh, our boy Eddie Kingston. Very happy for him. 
Well, let's get into our topic for today, man. This is a topic that uh, you and I have been chatting a little bit about that we, I, I was telling people before you came on here, we may not see eye to eye on for the first time. Um, but that is a topic, we'll actually hit on it a little bit during our Tuesday night, um, this is the NWA podcast stream. Um, but we're talking about the NWA titles, specifically the NWA World's Television Championship and the National Championship where they fall in the pecking order, which one we think is the most prestigious um, and, and the most exciting. So I'll go ahead and start since I set it up. For me, I have all, I mean, I've said this before. Arn Anderson is my favorite wrestler of all time. He's my favorite professional wrestler. And that being said, I think you know where I stand on this conversation. I love the television title. I think the TV title is Super exciting, especially with the caveat of, you know, win seven in a row and you get a world title shot. To me, that's a, a fun stipulation, but it's also a, a, a way to quick shot yourself to the top from the TV title. But then on the other hand, we've got the national title, who in the pecking order naturally is number two. And that person by nature is the number one contender, really, for the 10 pounds of gold. So, J. Cal, where do you land on this? So we've had this discussion, man, and that television title growing up was so important to me as a, as a kid. I love the television title, especially on that red leather with the uh, red paint. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful belt. But we cannot, we cannot uh, disavow that NWA National Championship. Um, and and you, you kind of touched on it, but the post-Jim Crockett promotion era of the NWA, and, that, and that's basically – Everything after Jim Crockett promotions became WCW, the, the titles that, that pecking order has always been the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, that 10 pounds of gold. For a brief time, it was the NWA North American Championship directly under that. Then there was the NWA National Championship. So the pecking order was always the one, two, and three. Those were the board-controlled titles. So historically, the national championship since around 1997 has always been right in line with the world's title. Now, there is no North American championship, so by default, it gets pushed up to the top. You look at some of the, the previous champions to hold that belt. Let's just look at the modern era, right? This belt was reactivated in 2018 when Willie Mack won the title at the 70th anniversary show by beating a whole slew of talented individuals, Jay Bradley, Paro, uh, Ricky Starks, Scorpio Sky. I mean, there were so many great names involved with that match. Sammy Guevara, so many great names of those matches that all those guys apparently went to AEW. Um, but that title has that, that right off the bat, you had to be pretty special to, to hold that title. Since then, it's been on Willie. It went from Willie Mack to Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana to James Storms. James Storm back to Colt Cabana. Then back to, to uh, or now on to Aaron Stevens, our third-degree national Mongrovian world national heavyweight champion with the three stripes. So there is some significance there. I think now would be a good time. Let's, let's hear your pitch for why the TV title is more important, and then we can keep going more on this debate. So to me, and, I, and I'm very upfront about this, a lot of my opinions – are rooted in uh, emotion or nostalgia. Now, that may not be the most mature way to handle things, um, but for me, it's purely based on the fact that when I see that TV title, I see a belt that I have seen, because I didn't grow up buying pay-per-views and, and things like that, a belt that I, I saw defended 
week in and week out on TV. So to me, it just built up the level of prestige in my mind. And so when I see that, I've seen more TV title matches than I have, uh, you know, national titles or U.S. titles. You know, it kind of became uh, in, you know, into WCW, you have the U.S. title, which is kind of the same spot that we're talking about here, but not quite the prestige and how they booked it. But, um, you know, it's to me, there's just so much prestige behind that. Number one, because I saw Arn Anderson wear it for so much and, and put on some great matches and have great title runs with it. Um, but even looking at the modern iteration and you have Ricky Starks and now Zicky Dice as our kind of inaugural of, the, of this rebirth of the NWA. To me, those are two of, of the guys that have rushed onto the scene and gotten themselves over incredible in the ring, incredible on the mic. Um, and this is not taking anything away from the people you just mentioned. Um, you know, Colt Cabana, I know his, his history with the NWA. We covered it on seven levels of hate, got a lot of respect for him. Uh, James Storm, um, great, you know, great uh, talent. And he's got a good history with TNA and things like that. But when I think of like Ricky Starks and Zicky Dice, to me, they, they, they were launched into the spotlight because of NWA. And they were able to capture that with a TV title um, run. And so for me, that's super prestigious. And then, you know, we've debated Aaron Stevens and the comedy wrestling angle and things like that. I'm not going to say it's my favorite thing. And I'm not going to say it takes away from the title. I'm not going to go that far. That would be pretty controversial. But I think when I look at those two side by side and what they've meant to this modern iteration of the NWA, to me, the TV title stands out as more prestigious and, you know, they really put over the lucky seven stipulation and they've really played that up uh, when power was going on. So that's something, you know, they, they didn't, I didn't see them putting that same level of, of um, impact on the national title. You know, they talked about it a little bit saying, you know, when James Storm was a champion saying, Oh, well, I'm next in line, I'm coming for you, Nick Aldis. And then they had a match. Um, and so I, there was that, but it doesn't seem to to have uh, that same like level of uh, of prestige that the TV title has had since they brought it back. Now I, I'm going to counter that with, you're right. Ricky Starks, Zicky Dice, felt like they were launched into this greater general population of wrestling because of their opportunities with that TV championship. But they're also very early in the infancy of this championship. I mean. Honestly, the title's been around for about a month in terms of continuity, in terms of title matches, whereas the national championship, even though it was founded in 2018, still was defended on pay-per-views, defended, uh, you know, again, some top-tier talents. And the guys who won that title, the guys who were champion, Colt Cabana had opportunity to wrestle Nick Aldis for that 10 pounds of gold in Ring of Honor. Uh, James Storm had an opportunity to wrestle for the World's Heavyweight Championship because of that national championship around his waist. So there is – well, you know what, I take that back. He, he wasn't champion when he, uh, when he challenged for the title, but that kind of propelled him into that main event status. Um, with that being said, the national championship with Aaron Stevens, it didn't need to really be exposed and given a gimmick to get pushed to that World's Heavyweight Championship because it's, it's been established. It's gaining notoriety. You notice in all those Aaron Stevens promos, he always talked about the belts. They want the belts, 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 belts. And the idea was that, you know, his sidekick, his minion, the question mark, would actually challenge for that TV title next. 
while they would go after the tag titles to solidify their claim as the best thing in the NWA, as well as making overtures at Nick Aldis the entire time, saying that he wanted an opportunity for that 10 pounds of gold, that he was going to put his stripes on that 10 pounds of gold. So, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying, because Ricky Starks and Zicky Dice, I mean, they are the future of pro wrestling, but we're talking about right now. And the names that I mentioned are guys who are established stars. They, you know, they've, they've made their bread and butter in other places, but were being showcased by the NWA because of who they were. And that title definitely benefited from the guys who were holding it. Yeah, no, that's fair, man. I, I totally see that. And again, you know, my, my opinion of this is, is rooted in what it makes me feel. And I've been way more excited I think about the TV title, especially since the return and just in the span of my lifetime than I have been about the national title. And I, and I think too, you know, for me in my mind, and I'll get your thoughts on this with all the titles that you just mentioned before, talking about the North American title, the, the national title, we've had the U S title, uh, NWCW, things like that, different equivalents of that, uh, kind of secondary tier title. I think the waters are a little muddy for me with that and, and where, where, uh, you know, people go from there. And with the TV title, it's all always almost kind of felt like a standalone, uh, just prestigious thing. And if you're a TV champ, like it's prestigious in its own right and the lineage there and, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on that kind of mid card for lack of a better term title, uh, be it the North American or national or, or whatever, that the water's being muddied there, and do you think that's impacted how people view it? Well, okay, so when we talk historically about both sets of titles, one title traveled much, much more than the other. The TV title, uh, especially when we connect it to the Jim Crockett promotions, I mean, the history of that championship kind of dates back to 1974. And, the, the uh, you know, I, I'm not going to get into all the details of who the previous champions were for the TV title, but it was always kind of a Jim Crockett promotions title. Whereas, sorry about that. Whereas the, the national championship felt more like an NWA title. I mean, case in point, when WCW was formed, they still recognized the same champion from the NWA era to WCW. Whereas the national championship slowly disappeared. Once uh, WCW kind of came to the forefront. You look at some of the champions from the past for the national championship, guys like Austin Idols, uh, Demolition Axe, Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich uh, had won the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship and was always trying to pursue that 10 pounds of gold and would constantly wrestle and win the national heavyweight championship. Guys like Ted DiBiase, Ronnie Garvin, Larry Zabisco, Terry Taylor, Buddy Landell, Tolly Blanchard, Dusty Rhodes. I mean, the same kind of names that we think about the TV title were some of the same guys that were holding uh, that national championship. And, and case in point, when I say that belt traveled, I mean, when you think about uh, oh, Chief Wahoo McDaniel, I mean, he won that title in Los Angeles. So the, that belt was always kind of a traveling championship. There were defenses in Ohio. There were defenses all across the U.S., whereas the TV championship was more of a title that was defended in the mid-Atlantic area, specifically Georgia, which is kind of fitting for NWA power for that TV title taking place on a TV tapings in Georgia. That There's a lot of history there, and I don't want to discount that, but I also want to point out that the history with that national championship was a belt that was 
representing the NWA where the TV title kind of represented Jim Crockett promotions. Yeah. And I mean, by nature, you know, it was going to be on TV and that was a a central hub for television at the time for, for, for uh, professional wrestling. So that makes sense. And that, you know, that probably has a big part in in why it was more visible for me because I was a kid watching on TV, you know, and so as I said before, that's, that's a big part of it, but it will be interesting to see uh, moving forward when NWA does return because they are returning. I feel like we have to say that every time <laughs> for, for, the, for the naysayers out there that still somehow believe that the NWA is done. When the NWA, NWA does return, uh, it'll be interesting to see the trajectory of those two titles and how they're utilized um, because I think that that both of them had, had been uh, on a bit of a different tra- trajectory um, before, and it'll be interesting to see how they – uh, kind of continue the stories of those titles because I think, uh, and you know, um, uh, William Patrick Corgan even mentioned last week on that town hall meeting that that before the the shutdown they were um, kind of focusing on making the tag titles a little more prestigious and uh, which that's good to hear from from a couple of tag team guys like me and you. Um, I, I would love to see that, um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do in that same vein with uh, the TV title and the national title. So what I'm kind of getting from this too is I don't think I've convinced you that the national championship is more prestigious <laughs> and you haven't convinced me. We can both play favorites, man. And I will sit there and I will say that Aaron Shooter Stevens is my guy. He is our national third degree Mongrovian world champion. And we know that Zicky Dice is your NWA television world champion. Neither one of them are Nick Aldis. But I don't think these are these are bad dudes in any stretch of the imagination. And you're right. When they get back to things, when when power it gets up, amped back up, I am looking forward to see what direction we go. The Trevor Murdoch versus uh, versus Aaron Stevens for that national championship. Zicky Dice looking to complete the the best of seven to get to that world heavyweight title shot. And we'll just see which one of these champions will will migrate to the top of the card and we'll see who becomes the next threat to the 10 pounds of gold. And Nick Aldis as my promo voice. Pretty good, right? Pretty good, right? Hey, listen, man, you know, this isn't about either of us uh, convincing the other person that we're right. (laughs) This is purely opinion. And we're also here to show the people on the internet that it's okay to have a different opinion and uh, not get mad at each other. And you can continue having a different opinion. But anyways, that, that whole uh, soapbox aside, um, you know, for me, it just boils down to what am I more excited to see, you know? And to me, that's where the prestige comes from. Obviously I'm going to be excited about any match for the 10 pounds of gold. Um, And I'm going to be excited about a tag team title match. I'm definitely excited about a Thunder Rosa uh, defending the uh, NWA World's Women's Championship at uh, Mission Pro Wrestling, Hell Hath No Fury. Um, but then when we're talking about the comparison and the excitement I would feel from, you know, Zicky Dice defending the TV title, you know, trying to work through that best of or not best of seven, but the lucky seven. Right. And, Excuse me. And a, a match, uh, you know, with Aaron Stevens and Trevor Murdoch, not discounting either of those guys or that match, I'm probably going to be a little more jazzed about that TV title match. Fair, en- Fair enough, brother. And you know what? We'll still be friends. We're still yeah, good. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we are at 21 minutes, brother. We did it. We kept it, we kept it short. 
we could probably talk for another five hours, but that's for Tuesday nights and Sunday nights. So, uh, but three hey, pages but, of notes right here, man. <laughs> I was ready for you. We're just getting started. <laughs> oh well, man, I am hitting the road for vacation to the beach tomorrow. Uh, so this show next week, I might be on the uh, the sandy shores and uh, with a nice little backdrop of the ocean behind me. Um, but uh, as far as we're planning, this will this will be here next week, next Friday at 3 p.m. noon Pacific, the Friday hot tag. Uh, you can find me at Hey It's Will everywhere. You can find this is the MWA podcast on YouTube. We'll be live Sunday night at 8 o'clock and Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. And then J-Cal, where are you at, brother? For all the hot wrestling takes that I've got, you want to make sure you're visiting at the Alliance blog, and that's on all social medias at the Alliance blog. Uh, we do our uh, podcast, the pre-party on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific uh, Pacific, no 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And uh, that's where we're, we, we kick the Tuesdays off. We set the table for what will be the return of the national wrestling Alliance. And of course, uh, the guys come in and close it up, and we have a nice little uh, NWA sandwich on hashtag NWA Tuesdays. So uh, join us all day Tuesday to talk NWA with our hashtag NWA fam, and uh, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. See you guys. Have a good weekend. <laughs>